right, and we're back. Welcome to another installment of a weekly judgment podcast called Who Raised You Hoes? A show that speaks about pop culture, LGBTQ plus culture, a thread along the lines of today's society, whether it be any form of culture, along with a self-care tip. My name is Lonnie, and this is today's show. We are at episode seven. Thank you guys so much for the love, support, and the continuous support of you guys coming back every week and listening to me um, and rant and just judge the fuck out of all of you. Um, this weekend has been a little hectic, so it might reflect in the show. Um, Saturday, I had a lot of running around to do. Sunday, I had to follow suit, and it was my mom's birthday, though I hit a roadblock. We're trying to get some things done today. So this is a little bit of why the show is going to seem a little off, because I'm kind of coming to you guys raw this evening. Um, and let's get directly into the heat of everything. Um, as far as on television, I haven't really watched everything, but I did officially decide to cut the cord this weekend. So a lot, I'm in the process of getting rid of my cable. So, I, cause I had to get rid of Optimus bitch ass. They had to fucking go. They got on my last fucking nerves and they overpriced everything. I was paying like 150 for one fucking box. It was utterly ridiculous. So I said, fuck them, fuck this bill, and I just, I've had enough. So I just said, fuck them, and I'm going back to Verizon. But unfortunately, Verizon doesn't offer files in my area yet. So I had to opt to get just their internet for now. Um, I decided, because I haven't really, because I work so much, and the only time I really get time to watch TV is on weekends, and normally it's like a movie or I'm binging a show, I decided that I wanted to get back into reading when I went to Target this weekend. So I picked up um, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl by Issa Rae. Um, this book came out in 2015. It is a, I want to say it's an autobiography or it might just be a comedy, but I will be diving into it this week to start reading it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and let's get right into the heat of it. Um, let's get into the thread. So, Cassie and Diddy are a done deal. Um, it was officially broken. Um, this news broke on lovebscott.com, which they've always been reliable tea when it came to um, exclusives. That they were the first to break um, the whole situation that happened with Tamar and the real. So, I trust um, B. Scott's tea. Um, he first wrote the story and said that they had been broken up, and actually they had broken up for months, and that he was dating a model by the name of Jocelyn Chu. Um, since the story broke on Love B. Scott, um, Cassie's reps got in contact with B. Scott, lovebscott.com directly and specified that it is true. They are no longer together, and they haven't been together in months. So, I mean, you ended an 11-year relationship after you left a man that literally poured his everything into you for you to go to the guy that you spent 11 years with because he had the money and you just your career went nowhere after you got with him and now you basically leave with no ring no baby you just leave in a relationship and moving on and it's like now you gotta start all over again well girl you should stay with ryan leslie anywho next topic um rihanna decides to decline the offer to do the super bowl 
Um, it came out via page six that Rihanna originally was offered the spot, the slot for the NFL Super Bowl for this coming year. Um, they're gonna, it's gonna be in Atlanta. That she decided to decline it and support a Colin Kaepernick and the NFL and it completely opposes to the NFL stance on the issue. Now, Amy Schumer came out after Rihanna decided to, and that, after it came out that Rihanna declined it. Amy Schumer came out and specified that she has told her team that she wants no Super Bowl ads this year, and she feels as if she, why aren't the white players dealing with the people with the players of color? that are kneeling in protests of police brutality and racial tension in the country. Um, I'm glad someone that is a non-person of color finally gets the actual message of why it started in the first place. I applaud her, and it's not for sympathy or publicity or anything. You can tell she's being authentic, and I wish a lot of people would also do the same. I hope a lot of actors, a lot of athletes, a lot of people back out from the money to advertise for the NFL this year um, for the Super Bowl. I personally won't be watching a game this season. Um, it's just, it's doing right. And you've decided to wrong Colin Kaepernick for years at this point. So I just, I'm, I'm standing with him. There's no easy way to put it. I just want the brother to be able to make his money. <laughs> That's it. He deserves it. He deserves to be back on the field. He's done a lot for the people, for the culture, and it's just only right to give him what he rightfully deserves. Um, I just, I've gotten to a point with the timeline that I don't like going over things that already have been covered. So I'm going to go run through a couple things briefly because I just don't feel like doing it this week. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm having one of those weekends. Um, Tommy from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta got arrested twice. Um, in charge, and basically at this point, because it had a lot to do with child endangerment, she might end up losing custody of her kids because of what she did when she slid her daughter's head into a locker. Um, and then after she got out, she assaulted her daughter again, and it's like, you just don't give a damn. And the sad part is she's from Jersey. I'm like, ugh. You are a whole different type of hood, right? And I know this. Like, I know you're a different type of hood rat. You're one of those people that don't care. Like, you remind me of one of the girls that's from Central Ward or something. I just can't. But to each his own, girl, have fun. Um, just don't drop the soap. And, um, well, in this case, I don't know how they do it with women. I, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's not for me to know for the hoes that get locked up in prison to find out. I mean, to each his own. I wouldn't want to go and be incarcerated anywhere. Um, also, Remy Ma made the news twice, and it's kind of something I wanted to get into. The first time that she made the news was she spoke about um, non-people of color using the N-word. I was going to save this for another episode, but I'm going to touch on it briefly now because I'm still going to cover it in another episode, but I'm going to touch on it briefly real quick. Um... She specified when she spoke about it um, that this generation, which we have, we've made it acceptable to use the term, but she's okay with non-people of color using it as long as they don't use it under derogatory as a derogatory term. Now, that can go so many ways and on so many levels. I mean, I did the Solange concert before, 
and was singing FUBU to the top of my fucking lungs around a bunch of white people and did not care because I could say it and I was in a safe enough space to say it and wasn't nobody going to check me. I even, a part of me has a problem with even Latino people really using the term. That's my personal stance and I feel how I feel about it. But you also have to keep in mind, Remy is from the Bronx. And anyone in New York knows that Hispanics and African-Americans are basically melted and fused together in neighborhoods. So they look at everything not the same. I'm from Jersey, but I went to a highly Catholic school. I went to Catholic school from fourth grade all the way to I graduated high school. But when I was in high school, I went to a Catholic high school that the majority of the Catholic school was Hispanic. So I went to school with Hispanic people. But they didn't even really use the word. But I still have my reservations on non-people of color using the word just like, oh boy, that decided to wanted to say, oh, you're a nigger and all lives matter when he got in that argument with the um, Lyft driver. Listen, I personally didn't agree with that. And then he wants to try and brush it under the rug like it never happened. It's also, I'm from the, pro- I'm from, I'm Latino, I'm gay and I'm from the projects. No one cares. You're trying to empathize. You use the term, use it in a derogatory manner. This is why I don't like people sliding with using the word if you're not black. It's just how I stand on it. I mean, she has her stance. I have mine. I respect it. And then she said something that I think I want to drive home more than anything. She was specifying that when it comes to voting, there are in between elections that we don't pay attention to, like your city councilmen, your senators, the mayor of your towns, like especially your council, your councilmen, your congressmen and your senators. These are the people that represent you in the House when it comes to D.C. These are the people that stand up for what you believe in. These are votes and these are votes and elections that matter besides just the presidential. Like we all get hyped up because the midterms are coming. But you have to understand we got to keep that momentum when other elections come. So. Please understand, especially if you're a parent and you listen, please understand you have to drive home the importance of voting and not belittle it and understand that it's a duty that has to be done. It is our civil duty to have a say. If you ain't voting, if you didn't even register to vote, you don't, I don't want to hear you bitch moan and complain about the man that's and that happens to be sitting in the Oval Office at the moment. I don't fuck with him. I don't care about him. It's just, it is what it is. Um, just make sure you have, you have your black ass at them damn polls on February, on February, Lord Jesus, November 9th. I think I'm my best friend because we spoke last night and that's her birthday, ironically. Um, that is going to conclude the, ooh, I'm going to conclude on my timeline. Um, in my headphones, which is a, t- a segment that I did not get to last week and I kind of did it on purpose. Um, we had a lot of new music, but I wanted to take a moment before I speak about any other music or any other artists. My good friend Chad, also known as C, released his debut single, hashtag, what, oh, child, <laughs> I had to remember it. I don't mean it. I don't mean to be like this. Change my mind. This is, um, this is debut single. It's pretty dope. He's a new unsigned artist that's coming out. Um, the song is available on all streaming platforms. Go check him out. He's pretty dope. Check out his Instagram if you need more information. It was at the artist named C. Once again, his Instagram handle is 
at the artist named C. Check out his single hashtag, Change My Mind. Let's get to the bulk of it. <laughs> so, Ella May released her self-titled debut album. I'm a little lukewarm to it because I was late to the LMA train. Um, even with the EPs, it took me a minute to warm up to them. But even with this album, I'm like, I'm I'm not impressed. I'm like, and it's so weird to say because everyone keeps saying it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I feel like it's more work that has to get done. And I, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it was, it could have been better. I feel like I was expecting more and I got less. <laughs> That's just how I feel about Ella Maid's releasing the album. I'm more excited that my girl, A. Marie, came back and she got our wigs. A. Marie released two albums, not one, but two. And I call them albums because they're like seven to eight tracks on. Um, and she calls them albums. She doesn't call them EPs, she calls them albums. Uh, one is called After 4 a.m. And the other one is called 4 a.m. Mahalan. Um, 4 a.m. Mahalan is the one I identify with more because it's the more essential album. But one of my friends was complaining that he didn't like the album because he felt like her singing style has changed. And I had to inform him quickly. I'm like, when she did that with the Drive EP, it didn't work for her. So she had to go the route of changing her musical styling. So yes, she had to change her vocal performance around. It does not sound like the Amy Marie from the early 2000s that we're all used to. And shit happens. So, you know, the girl wants to get her coin. She wants to say, well, she got a baby to provide for now. She got to make sure she keep this coin coming in. So yes, she had to change her vocal styling. Um, I like them. I feel like they're very appropriate. They're very needed. And I can't wait to see what else she gives us because it's been a while since Amy gave us full projects opposed to just EPs. So I'm ecstatic for her return. Um, I just, I'm ecstatic in general. Um, I just, I can't wait. Even though, in Beehive News Girl, um, this Rose for You profile that has popped up on Instagram that keeps on alluding that Beyonce and Kelly are trying to do like a duet album. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't. And even though Title followed and liked a few posts, it's like I, I don't buy it. I don't know because Beyonce suddenly drops hints on her Instagram of what she's about to do and it, none of this come from her. And I honestly am not expecting Beyonce to come back until sometime next year. So I'm I'm okay. I'm okay on that. And even that notion, because I'm like, if you want to do that, you might as well go ahead and do another Destiny Child album. Sorry. My girl Solange announced that she's coming back at the end of the year. Y'all know me. Y'all know my my soul left my body. My spirit did an amen. It did a praise dance. It jumped up and down. It ran from one side of the road to the next. It jumped again and then got on the floor and just did a patty with her hands up and then moved them to the front. It just, my body is ready for another Solange project. Like she specified that it is jazz at its at its to the core that is jazz, but it's still something to make your speakers rattle. And I'm like, she hasn't given us anything of that along those lines since True. So I'm like, I need it. If you know me, you know I love Solange a little more than I love B. So I'm here for all the shits. I'm ready. 
Kelly's been seizing new music too. So we gonna see this fall, early like the fall and the winter is gonna be a little or a little alongside cute months because we're gonna have to wait to see what we're gonna get from our girls. So uh, I think that I would I would conclude there. Um besides flipping between the season three um soundtrack and insecure, I have just been on a musical break and hiatus with listening to anything new. So I'm gonna if you have any suggestions or anything like that, please let me know what I should be listening to so I can be in the know-how. Um it's about that time for me to take a quick little break before we get into the table topic and my glass needs refilled. I'll be right back. Once again, tonight's featured artist for the Who Raised You Host podcast is the artist named C, who just released his debut single, Hashtag Change My Mind. It is available on all digital streaming platforms, and it's also available for purchase on iTunes. If you are looking to find the artist named C, please look his Instagram handle up, which is the artist named C. And let's get back to the show. <sighs> now that my glass is refilled, we can get back to the shenanigans of this week. So, I posed a question on my social media handle for the podcast. Um, have you ever been lit? Um, what does lit stand for? Lit is actually an acronym that stands for Lost in Translation. Um, for today's dating culture, we tend to not understand that we expect people to read minds. And I, he him, I personally am horrible at reading mine. I just, I'm now that I'm in 30, my patience, now that I'm past 30, my patience for certain things is at a minimum. And I've always been the type of person that I don't take well with signs or even flirt. I like to flirt. Don't get me wrong. I'm a flirty bitch. So, but when I finally get to the point where I'm frustrated of trying to pick your brain to see what you're trying to say to me, I get annoyed. So it takes me back to a time of remember when, and I think this was the set of how I knew that my dating experience was going to be a little more complicated than the normal one. So I'm taking you back. Remember last episode, I gave you my coming out episode, my coming out story. So this week, I'm going to give you the story of the first person that ever had feelings for me. Ah, yes, God. So went back in eighth grade and this was when I had a bully. I think only one time in life I really had a bully. And it wasn't like it got physical. He just would make fun of me. So I'm like eventually I got tired of it. Um, I'm like yo why are you like what, what are you gaining? Like why are you deciding to pick on me of all people? Like talk about my feet and my facial features just like to make fun of me like what the fuck what's going on why do you feel this way like was like help me help you type of situation and he was like it's not obvious I'm like what do you mean is it obvious next thing you know this boy took me by the collar pulled me close to him and toned me down I am in eighth grade sir and I don't know what the fuck you just did why I liked it and how you ended up becoming my first boyfriend or one of my first play boyfriends because I didn't know what the fuck was going on so eventually, about a week or so later, we discovered that we liked the same thing. We actually liked penis. So that was short-lived. Um, I just, like I stated, I in today's dating culture, because this is just weirder than the one I grew up in, people like to 
leave you in translation and wondering what they're feeling or what they're experiencing and think that you're supposed to know. I don't understand when I became a mind reader, when I was supposed to decipher codes, but eventually I get to a point where I'm going to voice how I feel. And when I voice how I feel is when I get frustrated 95% of the time because I'm already over it that I have to go through this. But it's more of, I like you enough to tell you. Like, I haven't really been romantically interested in anybody since my breakup. And it's been going on five years next year. And it's like, as of late, there's been people that have showed interest, but it's like, I don't know unless you tell me type of situation. And with everything that it is now, especially with dating being mixed up with the hookup culture and trying to decipher the difference between the two, it becomes a bit agitating. Um, In the sense, I'm not going to say who raised you hoes, but I need you hoes to do better. Um, I just, I don't like deciphering things. And a lot of my girls, especially when I ask them about the situation, about what I should do, I get mixed reviews and I'm like, why am I so lost in translation? Like, why can't I decipher this for myself? Why can't I make sense of this for myself? And it's like, I don't know. And I feel weird at 31 that I have to experience this. Um, I wish I could give the details of the story, but I cannot. And I normally wait until it has transpired to give the full story. Y'all know me. If you didn't know anything about me, at one point in life, I wanted to be a writer. And by my coming out story, if that didn't tell y'all, that I should tell y'all that I actually wrote it in on paper from my remedial English class in college. And literally, my professor, along with a few people that actually listened to the episode, the first thing they ask me after they hear my coming out story, they're like, you never got the notebook back? I'm like, nah, I didn't. They're like, damn. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> That's how good of a writer I am. But I haven't expressed that in a while. But I just, I wish dating came with an, with an instruction manual sometimes that I could decipher shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be posting indirect memes. I'm too old to sit here with the pout face or the confused face or just to not know what's going on. And maybe sooner or later, that'll change. I hope it'll change soon. I don't know. But I just bear with you, boy, because Lord knows yesterday I had a dream about fog and white fog and going into the white fog. And I actually dream moved it because I'm notorious to look on dream moves for dreams. And it specified that I was in confusion. If that isn't a clear indication of the the confusion that today's society will bring you to or what can happen when you overanalyze a situation, this is what happens. You end up confused and dazed and not knowing what you want to do. So hopefully you're not lost in translation. If you are, I want to hear your story about why you were lost in translation. How did you get out of lost in translation? How did you make sense and get communication to be a common factor in your situation? Or did you change it and decide, I don't feel like dealing with this fuck nigga no more? Like, not saying that people, that dudes are fuck niggas. Not all of them are. Sometimes we have to give them the opportunity to not be a fuck nigga. But, 
95% of these dudes are trash. And then if you're lucky to find that 5%, that little 5% that doesn't want to stray from whatever you bring to the table, you are blessed. And you need to remember that. So should give me your thoughts on Lit, aka Lost in Translation. How did you make sense of it? I want to know. So let me know. Write me on social media. The email for the podcast is wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your stories. I want to hear about it. I would love to start taking listener letters more than likely by like episode 20. I promise you I want to start doing listener letters Um, because they're so lit, especially when I listen to like the read and they get like the worst listener letters. It's just trash every time. But my... My self-care tip of the week is about protecting your space. Um, If anyone knows me, I'm very particular of who I have around me or who I allow around me. Sometimes the people you allow around you exude the energy that you are or that you're at or the level that you're at. Sometimes you have to detox the people that are around you. Um... Especially when we keep people around us who only be there for a, a, a season, but they end up staying for some odd reason. Sometimes you have to put some sage to the situation, put some sage around you and detox from people and just protect your space. Tell that man back up. Like, stop entertaining that ex that just only hits you when he's horny. Stop entertaining the person that didn't want you in the first place, but just wants you for what you can do for them. Protect your space. It is important for your mental health. It is important for self-care. It is important. Protect yourself from leeches, people that don't want to do anything to be around you, or think that they can just get personal gain off of the things that you bring to the table. These niggas ain't worth it. Your puss is worth it. No one understand these niggas ain't shit. <laughs> they ain't shit, girl. Stop stressing over these nickels. And on that note for this week, this is a rather quick show for me. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for getting in, getting in with me. I still want to hear your lit stories. I'm really interested to hear how you were in a lit situation. How did you get out of it? Are you still in it? Is it fun to you? Was it fun? I want to know. I really do. Hashtag it at WRYH podcast on all social media platforms. And trust me, I will get to you. And on that note, that's all I got for y'all for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, rate, subscribe, comment. Get us up in the ratings, especially for Apple Podcasts, because it puts me on the front page and it puts me further up in the ranks. I need all of it. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Have a good week. Peace.